the Mark Husson Show. Time for you to expect something wonderful. Hello, everybody. Welcome. It's Mark. How you doing? Hey, it's like April 14th, 2020. It's about 5 p.m. on the Pacific Coast. It's about 8 p.m. on the East Coast. I hope you're doing well. It's so fun to have you weekly again. I've missed you. I hope you guys are doing well. Come on over to 12radio.com if you're listening in a way that you can want to participate in the chat. It's really kind of easy to do. Just go to 12radio.com and click the chat link on the left-hand side, and it will bring you over into our private little chat. We call it our private chat. It's semi-private chat over at Facebook. Um, and you'll get a chance to say hey to other people of like mind and to me and sort of participate in our show. I'm so glad that you're here. I want to say hey to Elizabeth. Thank you for being in the chat with us. Hi, Doreen. Welcome. Good to see you. <laughs> oh, my gosh, you guys. What a week. It seems like 100 years. Christina LaFrance. Great show, girl. It's so good listening to you. I'm so glad you're on the air. Thank you for that. Hi, Renee. Beautiful graphic. Thank you for that. Yeah, happy Tuesday back at you. I'll be saying hi to you guys periodically within the within the uh, evening. It is evening, isn't it? Uh, I um I so love the the opportunity to talk to you about so many things that are going on. Um, be aware that just in terms of public service announcements, you can still see. Um, you can listen to us by telling your smart object. Mine is A L E X A. And there's also G-O-O-G-L-E. Tell it to listen to 12 Radio on TuneIn. And it has to, you have to say 12 Radio on TuneIn because it doesn't understand 1-2. That's just our vernacular for it. And it will play live on your speakers, right? So you can listen anytime you want. Idara, how are you? Good to see you. Gosh, I swear it's like... Time, time stands still. Good to see you. Hey, Jenny, thanks for the love. Sid, thank you. <gasps> Terry Campbell's in the house and Geraldine's in the house. Thank you guys so much for showing up. It's so good to be a part of you. Um, today is a Capricorn moon. I had to put my glasses on <clears throat> because I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what all this means because I'm hoping someday we can actually do something together in a um, uh, maybe in a class. Um, that we can sort of look at how to use the moon and its energies to get a feel for the day. Come on in, Anita. Thank you. Hi, Debbie. Good to see you, Carol. Thanks for coming, you guys. So um, a little bit about the Capricorn moon. Capricorn moons are kind of heavy. Um, if you notice in the in the atmosphere, and it depends on where your chart is, right? So if you're a Capricorn, if you're a Capricorn rising, then the moon is probably sitting somewhere in your 12th house and it can make you feel a little, oh, what's the word? Alone. Okay, isolated. That's if you're a Capricorn rising. It allows you to sort of contemplate things, to look at the world through a sort of vision. Now, Capricorn in and of itself is kind of a lonely sign. It um, it has, uh, how do I say it? Um, it's the mature Saturn. It's the one that feels like we had to grow up old. Uh, Capricorns had to come in old. They usually have situations that are very difficult for them to overcome, um, but they're built for it. They do it. What makes it tough is when they, as they mature, they think that we all have that same stamina and we don't. <laughs> we all have that same fearlessness and we don't. So it's kind of fun. <laughs> Hi, Lynn. I missed you too. Uh, good to have, see you in the room. It's so really good. Hi, Carol. Thanks for coming. Um, so. The Capricorn thing today, depending on where it lands in your chart. Now, you all have a chart. You know that. So when you take your first breath, we sort of make an imprint. And then we place that moon around your chart somewhere just to that it sort of lights it up. And each house that it lights up is, um, oh, like the pizza pie that you see. It's like a stage set that lets us have um, a different mood for what that house represents. So when Capricorn is lighting up your house, then it's lit with Capricornian mood. And the Capricorn mood, they're probably 
the most willing to get depressed. They're the most willing to take off the rose-colored glasses and look at everything through, well, I don't want to say reality because reality is so subjective, but it is their ability to look at things without those rose-colored glasses and say, that's full of crap. I don't like that. And the problem is it can get too real and too raw, and sometimes they forget their magic. Now, that's true when the moon goes into Capricorn we can forget our magic. And that's why it's nice when the moon's in Capricorn and you know it, it doesn't matter if you get a little depressed. It doesn't matter if you get a little blue at the moon or on when the moon's in Capricorn. But you do have to understand that the defense mechanism of an earth sign is to avoid chaos at all costs. And for Capricorn, chaos can look like Anything that isn't building substance toward what they want. And that's where the control part of Capricorn comes in. Now, why do I say control? I say control because it's a, it's a cardinal sign. It brings in winter. And any one of your signs that brings in a season makes you a control freak. Yeah, I will prove it. Don't worry. Now, we're not in the season of Capricorn. We're in the season of Taurus. <laughs> and... In that season of Taurus, we have um, the same thing happening with the sun sign in the sky that the moon is doing to us. It's activating wherever there is earth in our chart. It's activating wherever we have Taurus in our chart. And again, Taurus is sort of like king here because the sun is there for 30 days where the moon is there for two in Capricorn. But we're getting a double dose of earth today. And you've got Pluto in Capricorn. You have Saturn in Capricorn. What else do we have? I put the chart. I sent you guys the chart. And again, I forgot to upload it here. Um, but I did put it on my Facebook page. But I have it here. Um, we have Jupiter, Pluto, the moon, all in Capricorn. And Saturn is taking this little brief introduction into Aquarius. It'll be back. So we have all this Earth. We have uh, Uranus and Taurus. We have, um, I have a numb tooth, so I, I'm very aware how my mouth is forming words today. Um, the um, But not numb because I went to the dentist. It's numb because I put um, cinnamon oil or thyme oil on it. Don't, don't ask. Um, anyway, um, and that stuff is crazy strong. Um, all right. So the uh, we have the north node, no, the south node, Pluto, Jupiter. The moon, all in Capricorn, and then we have the sun. Now, the sun is at 50, is 25 Aries, by the way. We haven't quite entered Taurus yet. That My whole point was to talk to you about Taurus and um, what it means to be a Taurus so that when it happens, when we're, <clears throat> we're gone, for next week, you'll have the sense of the Taurus energy. Um, <clears throat> and it is a curse of being um, somebody who looks at the week ahead because you start living like the planets went into that sign. All right. Let me take a swig here. Hang on. Coffee. <clears throat> Thank you. All right. So um, the chart is on my Facebook page, um, and I did email it to you. So get on that email list if you can. You do that by going to onetwohouse.com and just sign up for Mark's uh, The Mark Husson Show. That'll be great. Uh, <clears throat> what I wanted to talk to you about was this Pluto thing, because when Pluto activates anything in your chart, it basically transforms you, okay? It changes you. It sort of brings up this part of you that no longer wants to mess with, oh my gosh, lies, doesn't want to mess with um, things that are, I don't know, um, you know, the things that you bite your tongue over? Pluto doesn't want to do that anymore. And when Pluto comes into your life, and when you're born as a Scorpio, this is another example. Scorpio, when Scorpios are born, they see this fluid reality that's underneath you. They see it. And um, they don't necessarily hide from it, but they make a decision about it. They, they may not tell you what they're seeing, but they will make a decision about what they're seeing for themselves. And when Pluto is in the picture, because Pluto rules Scorpio, when it touches one of your personal planets, you have the same transformation occur. You start looking below the surface of things to see if there's a 
um, element of lie in there or an element of mistrust, of mistruth, and you start acting on it. Now, I had Pluto oppose my son, and I talked to you about this a little bit last week. I lost a ton of people close to me by choice. Um, and it was the most freeing thing that I had an experience of. It's not terrifying for me. It wasn't bad. It was, I can't do that. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to have to bite my tongue and pretend and just say, no, you do it because they're this or the, you know, they're, you've known them forever. You, it's over. I, it's like the part of me that goes, do you want to live the next half of your life like this? And well, I don't. And I wasn't aware I didn't until Pluto hit my son and it changed in a heartbeat. And suddenly there were things that I was confronting that I can't, couldn't believe myself that I was confronting. I mean, openly confronting and really liberating on one hand. And also I had to get, I had to bring my ego into check because just because I believe in something and I think it's right, it doesn't mean that everybody's on that page with you. And that's the Scorpio curse is that they think if they see it and you're doing it, you must know what you're doing. So Scorpios, I always talk to about reining it in, like bring it in a little bit. You can't, when people come in, they're afraid. It looks like fear. Uh, I mean, when they're afraid, it looks like anger. Anger can actually be fear. But if you've decided that it's anger, you're going to act you're going to act on it in that way. And it's not fair because you're a don't know for sure. And B, yeah, you read it right. You've got some energy there that they want, didn't want to express or weren't comfortable with, but you gave people too much credit for thinking they were in charge of it, that they knew what they were doing. So as Pluto comes along to the Capricorn in us and wherever you have Capricorn in your chart, and if you're a Capricorn moon, if you're a Capricorn sun, if you're a Capricorn rising, Pluto is actually calling you to a truth. Now, you don't have to hear it. You can still project Pluto. Do you know how you project Pluto? You make it look like the world is, is transforming and leaving you alone, is ostracizing you. It makes it look like the world has secrets they're hiding from you. Okay, it's a projection, almost a paranoia. It can be a projection of power, that there's too many people with power over you. That's what happens when you don't want to own Pluto. But if you do want to own Pluto, if you do want to embrace the sort of dark side of Pluto, <clears throat> something miraculous happens. There's a sense for yourself that nobody is in charge of your survival but you. Nobody. You realize all the places in your life that you think you're surviving because you need this thing or this connection or this job, whatever it is, Pluto somehow gives you this remarkable strength to tell you there's another truth. And it is freeing as hell. And it's also, it can be terrifying as hell. And there it is in Capricorn, ready to cross the rising sign of the United States chart. And here we are in a pandemic looking for the truth, assuming we know the truth. I just read somebody posted in that neighborhood thing that we get, you know, next door. He, he said they were saying, like, I wish people would wear masks. And he said, I don't touch my face. I don't need to wear a mask. I'm like, how do we ever educate? I mean, it's just, it's too much. I don't, you know, so his thing, you wear masks, but you, the whole purpose of a mask was so we won't touch our face. Maybe that's one of the good things about it, but whatever. Anyway, point being, you have to, with Pluto, you start seeing things that you want to agree to and stop agreeing to. And you want to change your psychological contract with other people. So if you're a Taurus, born late, later in uh, April or early May, you might have some agreements you want to change. You might have some passions you want to pursue. Now think about it. It's earth sign is Capricorn. That's Pluto and Capricorn. It's an earth sign. Taurus is an earth sign. The only other one is Virgo. If any of you guys are playing around with Pluto at that 24 degree, and how do you get to 24? Well, basically... Um, all the signs change in the middle of the month. 
when they change. So you can add 10 to the date and get a close approximation. We'll go over that later. Don't worry about it. But if you are a Virgo, <clears throat> if you are a Capricorn, and if you are a Taurus, then you're playing in this sort of earthy energy, and you get to be both the shadow and the light of it. And that, what that means is that you, the dark part of um, earth signs is the fear of chaos, all right? And what you might do to control things from being chaotic, what you might do to bring things into a form that looks normal to you. And you're getting support in that. But take a look at the support you're getting and make sure, just make sure that what you're doing is supportive on all levels of you and the people around you. Make sure that you have it because it looks like agreement when all the planets are in your in your element. It looks it's easy to be in agreement. It feels smooth. Like everybody, it seems like no one's challenging you and it's a good time. But like everything, it's going to move and it's going to change. And these smooth aspects are an opportunity for you to take a look inside. And, and also, because things are working for you, take a look at what you need to look at because you're getting a ton of support for it. Don't just think you're right because everything's okay. Go a little further and see what you need to uncover to make it okay for you to sort of discard the, the behaviors and the attributes that you don't like in yourself, period, honestly. Now that's when everything's in an earth sign. So today the moon sort of crowned that Plutonian energy. Maybe a lot of you might've noticed the intensity in the air, or maybe some of you felt ease. Maybe some of you felt that trine energy. A trine is where the, the same elements, planets are playing in the same element. And Virgo, Capricorn, and Taurus are all earth signs. That's the same element. It changes, though, very rapidly. Saturn's now in an air sign. Saturn's in Aquarius. What's going to happen to Aquarians now? For a very brief moment, they come, they get to come down to earth. Okay? They get to... Now, I'm not saying... You know, I have a theory. Because you're an air sign doesn't mean you can't feel. Every sign feels. Air sign's defense is the mind, but they, it's a defense against feeling. Water sign's defense against feeling is emotion. So air signs think. They, they'll pull it up and get very mental in their, in their head. Now, when Saturn comes along, it can isolate. And it can give you that time to feel, to take some look and, and reflect on yourself. It can actually ask you... Uh, what is your purpose? What are you doing? And guess what it does when Saturn touches you when it's in Aquarius and you're an Aquarian? It makes you more Capricorn. Because Saturn is the ruler of Capricorn. And anything that touches Saturn in those moments as it's transiting through makes it more Capricorn-like. So if you're an, an early degree Aquarian, you were born in the um, early days when, like January, January 20th on, um, Saturn's touching you, like sort of touching your essence, the, the part of you that projects your livelihood, your life, your life force. And it makes you more serious. So one of the effects of it is if you notice yourself pulling in a little bit, okay, if you notice yourself kind of like getting a little serious when you used to be more playful, don't judge it, please. Let yourself go to that serious place and sort of just be, like experience life as a Capricorn for this little short period of time. Because Saturn promises a gift if we take it all the way through. And, and so if you have an Aquarius moon, if you have a Aquarius sun and you are an Aquarius rising, Saturn's coming for you. And I mean that in a really nice way. Um, not all of you, if you, the hard part about being an Aquarian is if you have already decided what you're like, Saturn's got a few surprises for you. And because you've decided an air thing, decide, Saturn might have to rustle you up a little bit to get you to undecide, just to make you rechoose. You'll figure it out. The moon will go into um, Aquarius tomorrow at midnight Pacific time. You'll wake up to an Aquarius moon. And in that, you get to feel the change that occurs for your from that heaviness of Capricorn to that sort of lightness, that break freedom that happens in Aquarius moon. 
And in that Aquarius moon, you might feel a little more rebellious. You might feel more like things are okay. And the problem with being an air sign sometimes is you forget what it ever was like to be when it was dark. And when it's dark, you ever forget, you forget what it was ever like to be light. Why is that? Because you're mental and your mind has decided, <laughs> your mind has amnesia, believe it or not. Memory doesn't exist in there. Memory's a water thing. So, um, but if you make notes about that and you notice that the moon has changed, I think you're going to find yourself to be extraordinarily happy to feel like, oh, this is what Aquarius feels like in my chart. This is where I am. And look at the house that it rules because we're going to get into house placement too as we go forward. The other thing that we'll be looking at at some point is the nodes. We're going to play a lot with the nodes. Right now they're in Cancer and Capricorn. Your nodes define a lot about your mission in life, about... um why did you choose that vehicle to come in? Why did you choose those parents? Now, I want to make a very big point. The part of you that chose your parents, just so no one can blame you, has no idea what it chose. You have no connection to that part of you. It's You have no more connection to that part of you than you have the part of you that is going to choose your dream that you're going to have that night. It is a part of you. There's no question about it. 99.9% .9 of us are way out of touch with that part of us. Though many of us know that that part of us does choose and does create and does never stop moving things around for us. That's what we have to celebrate. We know there's something at work for us. We just don't know necessarily we're not at the source of it. So when someone says, why did you create that? Well, at this point in my life, I'll probably walk away. <laughs> But if somebody asks you that, you have the right to say um, whatever you want because they clearly don't understand the mechanism at play, okay? So why did you create that is a ridiculously accusatory and judgy question that I think gets the asker off the hook. And I'm just going to have to work on a good comeback for that one because I didn't choose it. And if I did, my mission is to use my conscious mind to work it out as what it is. So we look for lack of judgment, look for a way to protect yourself from these assumptions that we just so love to believe. You know, karma. <laughs> um, I believe in things like that. I just don't think we really understand them. And so I don't believe that necessarily on this earth what goes around comes around because if we all are cracked open from the same piece of light if that's just a theory too then me being happy that somebody else's trip hurts them doesn't do me much good but that doesn't mean i'm gonna stop it because i'm not gonna stop that i'm not gonna pretend that i don't have bad wishes for a lot of people yeah that's an ugly part of me but it's true, and I'm not going to pretend it isn't there because nothing worse than somebody walking around talking like it's all about love and kindness when in their heart they don't know how to deal with the rage and the hurt that may, they may run across. And I'm not saying I'm good at it. I'm just saying I'm trying to be as honest as I can about what comes up. Now I'm going to take my eyes into the chat room <laughs> and see how you guys are doing. Um, so give me a minute here. I'm going to... There we go. I'm coming into the room for my second time and seeing the beautiful faces. Thanks again, you guys. Let's see here what we got. Hey, Alicia. Yeah, I'm glad we're going to do the nodes. Yeah, we'll talk more about them. I have a Virgo sun, Taurus moon, Cancer rising. This is Renee. I'm liking the North node transiting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should. You should always like what things are transiting. Now, the North node is not a planet, right? It's a symbol. And in your chart, when you took your first breath, that symbol sort of gives us a clue what the moon was doing, which tells us a little bit about um, what you're up to. Hey, April Joy, you have a North Node in Virgo. So just to play with that, you know, um, that means you have a South Node in Pisces, which means you have a heart. The, <laughs> I could talk a lot about South Node in Pisces. South Node in Pisces people have the hardest time separating that compassion for others to be, to totally put themselves first. So imagine you have a young woman, April Joy, who comes in as an Aries, full force ahead, me, 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 in a healthy way, with a south node in Pisces that makes 
her feel enormously guilty when she's not putting somebody else first. The mission is to find that Virgo, find the part of you that separates uh, the, the individual, starts feeling yourself as separate from everybody. And then um, as you make choices that serve you first, that that sort of help you understand your sense of when you need to be alone, um, that that if you aren't taking care of yourself, you can't take care of others, that thing. But when you do that, when you start fueling, fueling yourself, then the expansion of that south node gets crazy good. Then the ability to recognize your part in the whole of the rest of the system of everybody else's pain that you see will help you tremendously. That's an example of how we do it. So why does somebody choose South Node and Pisces? So that they can find their individual self in this journey home. Okay. Um, hey, Jan, welcome. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I saw you the first time around and um, let's see here. I'm just looking for questions, you guys. Um, Capricorn rising here and feeling in my element in this sheltering place. Good, Christina. That's the way to do it. Um, thank you, Lori. It's really good to be here. I do appreciate that. Hey, Mr. J. Barbell. Thank you. It's so nice that you're listening from LA. I appreciate that. Arisella, thank you. Ariselli. Um, and Tamara Child's in the house. Thank you, guys. Katie Weaver. You know, those are my gang at One Two Listen. And we are having the sanctuary sale right now. And Lincoln stole my word. Um, I'm just saying that, not president either, the cars. Um, we call our time when we reduce our rates, super reduce the rates that want to listen to support anybody going through anything, um, our sanctuary time. And Lincoln took that, just started now too. We've been having it for a while now. So please check out ones who listen. Those guys are putting their themselves and and they're to me my first responders, right? But they're putting themselves out there for you in such a way. And they ask me every day, can they can they do something special like this to help you or do this to help you? And they're really putting themselves in a way that they want they want to support you. So if you can give back to them or if you need that, do it for you only. But if you need to talk to somebody, if you need some overview, try them out. One two listen.com. One two reports.com is where you can get some reports, astrological um, computerized reports run for you. Um Every one of them, with the exception of some of the really big ones, are about 12 bucks. Okay. Um, I'm a Capricorn sun and moon, and Jupiter are in the 12th. I'm doing with I'm doing okay with staying home. Aren't you? Hey, that is not a lie. Right, Lynn? Um, yeah, Capricorns love that stuff. They they have a stoic part to them. You could plant them anywhere and they'll survive. And if you have it in the 12th house with all those planets, you are really happy. I understand. I really do. Um, did I hear you say when you are not there next week? No, I'm here. I'm here. I'll be here. Yeah, they did. I'll be here. I'll be here. When we are not here next week. No, I don't know what I was thinking, Christina, but if it came out like that, that ain't true. We'll be here. Uh, Scorpio, sun, cat, moon, and rising. Wow. Okay. So, see, Chris, uh, or say, Chris, um, the... Scorpio, sun, cat, moon, that's somebody that comes in with a really serious disposition to the world, right? Um, a loner for sure. Um, and this Capricorn rising is sort of pointing in a big way to the fact that you knew from a long time ago that you were going to be a survivor. And so you probably learned how to read people like cray cray. So I'm really, um, I'm really thrilled by that. Um, and good job because you're here and you're still playing. Elizabeth, I have Pluto square my Pluto in Libra. Then square my moon in Aries. Yep. Now, whenever you have a square, it can feel like the world's against you. It can also feel like you have a ton of energy. Um, when Pluto is squaring your Pluto, you usually do dump a lot of friends. Uh, <laughs> it just is that time period where you go, I don't want to be misguided anymore. I need to sort of hit the reset button. Now, it doesn't mean it has to be permanent, but you do tend to shed a lot of weight. Um, energetic weight and physical weight during a Pluto square. It can feel that the world's against you in so many ways. And when it's squaring the moon, it can rack your emotional sense of security. I just want you to remember that during the times because what it's also doing is giving you an enormous advantage. 
because you're going to shake things that you once believed to be true. And you're going to find some truths here. You can't have a Pluto square like that. It's called a T-square and not have some truth pouring in. So stay with yourself, keep notes, and remember that it's temporary. It's powerful. It's temporary. And it's also going to transform you. You won't be the same after this, honestly, in a good way. Quelly, good to see you. Thank you. Um, looking at today's chart, rising same as mine, one degree Scorpio. Uranus is conjunct my sun again at five degrees Taurus. Yep. Hey, Doreen. So, yeah, you have that restlessness um, and there's a freedom in you that's growing. Um, there's something that you will break free of if you need to. Just take a look. Use Uranus to help you see the world in that sort of different way. And you're going to love this, honestly. Pluto in the United States tells you everything you need to know about Pluto energy. <laughs> Terry Campbell, nice little Gemini quip there. I love it. Um, yeah, Tamara becoming a bit of a Capricorn. And I think it's going to get stronger, girl, with uh, Saturn going into Aquarius. Now, we'll get some reprieve. But you'll love it. I think whenever Saturn comes along and sort of re-Saturnizes us, it sort of brings us into this place of extraordinary strength where we feel like we hadn't had it before. I really do appreciate Saturn transits. Um, Aquarius, Sun, Capricorn, Moon. I'm all the way serious and grounded up in here, I bet. Susie Carr. Hey, girl. I have an Aquarian moon in the second house and a Leo sun. So you were born under a full moon. So that's extraordinary for this time period right now. And Saturn's going to come and sort of help you ground some of that in. Um, I think it's going to give you a sort of resting place. And we're going to be able to talk about that more as we get into it. But you're a full moon child. So every time we get um, that when the planets leave this Earth stuff and they go into air, you're going to feel a lot more support than you do right now. I think sometimes it can feel a little shaky. Um, brother is on the 23rd day on a ventilator on dialysis with COVID. It's been a roller coaster. Just got plasma yesterday. We're praying. Wow. Susie, see, that's the stuff you just have to. I mean, I'm so sorry that you have to go through that. Um, I'm sure we all send loving and supportive prayers and energy and whatever else we can do for him. God, I hope you'll let us know. Um, I'm just going to keep picturing his lungs just working and blowing out that little bastard. Um, Greg, good to see you. Long time no see. Yes, I called you mental. It's wonderful. I'm glad you're mental. And um, I think we're coming down. Let me jump down. Aquarian moon, my favorite time for Jen. Jenny saying that. I have a south node in Taurus, conjunct Jupiter. Yep. Um, you came in with a, if that's how you came in, then that's a big lesson in Taurus for you. And it's almost like, learning comfort or being given comfort or the opposite. And we'll have to talk about that. Wherever the ruler of Venus is in your chart, will help define that. Bree, I feel like I want to make some changes now, but not sure what to do. I'm a Taurus, Pisces moon, 29 degree Virgo rising. Yeah, those earth. Oh, that's a lot of earth, isn't it? Um, I'm a Taurus, Pisces moon, 29 degrees Virgo rising. Well, you have some time. Now those planets, Saturn just trying that rising sign. So that was one hit. It's going to hit again. And Pluto isn't is far from done. So Brie, hang in there. That's one good thing about having all that Earth, right? So you can hang in there. Um, Taurus, Sun, Scorpio, Moon. That's a full moon. Aries rising. Not a great mood these days. <laughs> well, I get it. I get it, Deb. But it's also, it's also you get a chance to see what would change that, what would help you. The Aries definitely troublemaker for you because. The Taurus Scorpio can handle it. You're good at that. You can do it. North Node in Pisces, South Node in Virgo. Yep. Yep. And that will always be the case, right? It's always the opposite. They're always opposite. And um, you have the opposite situation in April. So your South Node, you grew, it, you know, it depends on what your environment was like, where your Mercury was, but that's a Virgo home where criticism was was king and isolation was something you were familiar with. Um, so. We'll get into that later, but something to think about. North node Virgo, south node Pisces. Another one, just diagnosed with Asperger's. Time to unmask. Wow, Rachel. Yeah, girl, I love it. Midheaven, same as the south node? No. Uh, south node is a looks like a horseshoe in your chart, and the midheaven is at the noon, noon position at the very top. It's a line in the chart, and then the south node is a object, kind of. It's a mathematical point. Pluto and Libra, first house. 
Sun and Aries, Sun, Aries, Moon, Taurus, Libra rising. I would love an astrology one-on-one class. Yeah, we're going to work on it. I promise we're going to get there. That'll make a lot of sense for us with you. All right. I am, let's see. I am not. It happened when Saturn was close to Pluto. I'm glad it's over. Pluto square. Yeah. When I'm not sure what I said that you said it's not, but yeah. Okay. I know you're taking care of yourself. Love you too, Susie. Thank you. I am so, um, I know you have to wrap your head around your brother. Um, uh, I lost my uncle to COVID. I wasn't very close with him, but in a way I was, because he was my dad's youngest brother. And uh, all of my dad passed away, but this was the only other brother to pass. And he was the youngest. So, But I think he was like just about 80. And um, it was from COVID and uh, he loved New York and he loved his life and he was the rebel. He had an Aquarius moon, Libra. I got to do his chart once. Um, very much a man who loved life. I just always felt they none of them loved me, right? <laughs> but that was my own projection. I don't care. I mean, it was one of those things. I have a mythology that I'm playing out in my head as a cancer that um, my mom was the one that everybody hated. They the big families, big big families, and she was Aries Moon. She Virgo, Aries Moon. You know, she's tough. And so I have some mythology about that that I kind of now I'm enjoying, even though at the time I was like, this is painful, but I got it. All right, we're gonna take some calls, you guys. Um, we're gonna talk to Camila. See how she's doing, Chris. Hey, Mark, welcome back. Hey, thank you so much. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm good. Pisces with a ver with a a moon in Libra. You've got a ton of Virgo, don't you? Mm-hmm. And that Saz rising. How you mm-hmm. doing? Ooh, well, um, I had that square last year um, to my moon, so coming out of an intense year. And um, I actually went to an ashram for a little bit, came out, uh, and Corona hit. (laughs) (laughs) Like like your psyche was like, we're not done being alone. (laughs) Right. Get back in there. How'd you deal? How'd you do? Well, it's interesting because I'm I'm used to being alone, as you probably see with all the Virgo, but I'm just kind of trying to figure out, I guess, career-wise, like... I'm trying to finish up basically a documentary um, that, you know, I'm I'm doing a lot of the work on on my own, but I just kind of want to quit everything and be an astrologer. Like, I kind of... Nice! We need you! For. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I don't even know if I really have, you know, I don't... Tell me what you see, you know. I, I you got it. Really First of all, you got it. You're obsessed a, about. Well, your son in the third house, so you have that Gemini hunger. Your sun is next to Mercury, so you have the triple Gemini hunger. So you need to be learning at all times. But the thing about it is, it's mm-hmm. most fascinating, is you have a ton of Virgo. You have Saturn, Jupiter, and Mars all in Virgo. So if you started studying, you would do it. You would in, you would just grab it, and you would do it right. And you would make sure that what you, okay. the stuff you looked at would be amazing and, and understood. Now, the, the thing that gets you, it also would get you around people, which is good. But you do... You have the most, you have this chart of dichotomies. You have the Libra moon, yeah. right, next to Pluto that get, mm-hmm. keeps you honest, which is the therapist. Man, you could use that. That's good. But you have all this Virgo that wants, like, okay, everybody go away. But the thing about being an astrologer is you get to control that. Like, um, it's an hour and a half session. It's this. This is what we're going to talk about. And this is what I know. Now, your Pisces would pick up everything psychically. So learning would just be the map that you use to use it as an excuse to talk to people, but you would be wonderful at it. That's number one. Number two, Neptune just got off your sun. And so you are still floating around a little bit and Saturn is squaring your Venus. You are still in an isolation mode. And what I would say during this time for you for real is gentleness, just gentleness because Saturn, Pluto is trining your Saturn in the ninth. Learning something new is going to take you places. So yes, definitely learn something new. I don't know if it's going to be astrology. You can do, you decide that. But if it is, learn it, get in there, dive. This, you, you have all these planets in the ninth house and Pluto's in there and uh, trining them exactly. 
So you have a chance to really bring this forward if you want it. It's just up to you. Just don't pressure yourself. And um, yeah. then we, let me see if, <laughs> yeah, Uranus is doing the same thing. Uranus is in an earth sign. It's trining all, it's trining your Mars. You want to break free. You want to do something unusual. Uranus rules astrology. So I'm going to push you for that. Mm -hmm. I think it might be helpful for you to get a good book, a good intelligent book. Liz Green, for example, um, Stephen mm -hmm. Forrest. Just check them out. Mm -hmm. Like read something, like get hooked in for your own psyche just so you can understand it. But girl, when you bring it back to present it to us, you're going to be killer. Libra moon next to Pluto. People will love you. And then you kick them all out. That's what I said. Make them all love you. And then say, no, you, come back in three months. We'll look at your chart again. But that's it. Kick them oh out. Yeah. You got enough. Yeah, for, for, I know that you need that. Go ahead. I know. It scares people. Um, I guess wondering what you see money and career wise now. Because I came back to, you know, my students and everything's been shut down, essentially. And you know, I'm waiting for unemployment. Yeah. I'm bet it's taking forever. I know. So, um, just, you know. Like everyone, I'm sure many people. Know. A lot of people are in fear right now. But listen, you're a sad rising. If anybody was born under the auspice of Jupiter, it's you. And that means basically you have to uplift. And as you activate your Sag in you, that Sagittarius part of you, activate it for others. Get get some of that energy back. That like you know how you isolate. You went to an ashram. You isolated. One of the things that would help so much is if you could give some of that. Like you have the North Node in Leo. If you could spread some of that to somebody else, the stuff that you feel like you could use, bring that forward with your Sag rising. Like use that as the motivation. Like. Don't think about what your situation is as much as you can bring that joy to somebody else because that's what's going to activate that ninth house and that's going to activate your desire to learn and that wisdom of what to do. But you're, you have natural psychic gift, Camila. There's no reason that you shouldn't be um, trusting that completely. And one of the ways to snap out of it for you is be of service. Put all that Virgo to work, to be of service, like guide somebody else to the other side of it. And I know that's why you look at astrology is because you want to be a helper and you want a format to do it and you want some credibility. But girl, you have it. You just trust yourself. You can study whatever you want and, yeah. and give that, but you can give, you can give a lot of things here. And so I'm just saying, use your wisdom. Neptune is on your ascendant. Use what you know to be true and then start pushing it out. Just push it out. One person, next door neighbor. Then maybe next time you're out in the world, you give somebody a smile of encouragement. Um, and then keep pushing that forward. And then in the, whatever you're writing, whatever you blog, whatever you post, because you need to communicate. You need to, you're going to blossom here. Just help it out a little bit. Activate your Sag rising. Bring it forward as much as you can. And bring that, that inspiration. In. You, you were born under that, you're, you're daughter of Zeus. Use it. Mm. I feel like ego right now for some reason, but you feel what? <laughs> like ego. <laughs> 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 Maybe it's a Saturn square. Yeah. yeah. Is it because like you mean like yeah. just sort of like it's not so not okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. So I yeah. get that, but you don't have to succumb to that. You can also find the part of you that gets a little spark going. You owe that to yourself. And if you can find that for yourself, then you're going to be able to bring it to other people. And that's when things are going to change. Don't worry about the career thing. You're, you cannot replace doing with thinking. Don't think it. You have to do. Get that stuff moving. You're a North Node in Leo. It's sort of your sun in Pisces. You have a beautiful spirit. We need to see it. We need to feel it. Don't, don't let your Virgo part stop you until everything's perfect. So you just got to work on that with yourself and that little kid in you and give her some love mm -hmm. because you got, so, you got so much to give Camila. I want to see it come forward, especially during times like this. Just you'll, you'll know what to spark. Did that help you? You okay? It's good to talk to you too. Stay with it. Keep pushing just a little, okay? Give that little girl a hug for me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Camila. Take care of yourself, girl. Thank you.
Thank you. Hey, Chris, we're going to talk to Marie. Hello. Hi, Marie. How you doing? Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, thanks for calling in and thanks for your patience. You're Gemini. You have a Taurus moon, Saz rising, Neptune on the ascendant, just like Camila. <laughs> Magic people, you guys. Yeah, it's really nice. It is good because people can see in you what they need and you can be whatever you want for people. That's a, such a little gift. Remember that. Um, how are okay. you doing? What brings you to call in? Um, I would just love to see what my chart is saying for um, how to use this time constructively with this time that we have on our hands. And um, it's kind of feels like there's a lot of endings and I'm kind of in this new beginning phase. Yeah. yeah. And, um, okay. So, yeah. So I'll let you, yeah. <laughs> okay. I see it. You have a Pluto, big old Pluto square right in the middle. It's squaring Uranus in the 11th of friends, of truth, of dreams. And your Chiron, so it's all the past wounded healings, the things that the that once hurt you that you carried that prevented you from moving forward, and you get some time to look at those things, which is really great. Now you were born um, as a Gemini. You have South Node in Gemini, but the North Node, which is this part that I was talking to Camila about, that you guys have an opportunity to spread this amazing message, not just like walking around door to door. I'm not asking you to do any be not not be an evangelist. But asking you to find it in yourself, the part of you that got caught, like when, when you fall, you get caught in the net. And the part of you that always sees that there's an opportunity that when it looks like it's the worst that could happen. You have an extraordinary chart in the sense that um, you believe in something, it comes true. And there's been a, this little force of luck around you. Um, Gemini can definitely... Um, I mean, I know there's a desire for connection and relationship. You were born with the sun in the seventh house. But I do think that the secret here is this ability for you to imagine what you'd like to have. Imagine the good that's coming because good is coming. I mean, there's no question about it right now. It does look like it's cramping up your financial style. Um, I know there's some fears there, uh, but for the most part, these things are changing how you see yourself like this ability right now with this time at home. You have such a chance to see yourself as what's good about you and what what is it that you've been abusing yourself with what is the thing i beat myself up for what is so bad about you right that kind of thing like you have an opportunity to shake those and to get into this sort of um higher octave using whatever it is if you're a music if you have music in your soul in your life because you have a music kind of chart um it's a great opportunity to use that if you have um if it's more like a helper with all this uh, Pisces and Sag in your life, then it's it's an opportunity to use that on yourself while you're home. Now you do have Taurus and um, the moon in Taurus. And I do think that is getting a lot of support right now with all the earth that's going on. So really you have this opportunity to build some nice security for yourself by just looking at where you're feeling mostly out of sync. Um, Tell me about your reality. What's it look like daily? Are you are you feeling lonely? Are you feeling um, nervous, isolated, happy? What's the experience for you? Um, it depends on the the day, but it's um, it's it's a mixture of um, kind of everything you just talked about. Uh, like there's been a lot of self reflection. Yeah. And, and kind of like opening up, like all of a sudden, it's almost like if you've been through a trauma, then all of a sudden you have this insight. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I have blinders on. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of that. So exactly what you just were talking about. But you know, Marie, there's a, um, there's a point here. You've been through some really hard things before this. So right now yeah. is a great opportunity for those things to gel. Um, you don't have any, like Pluto already opposed your sun. It already opposed your Saturn. Some of the harder aspects are done. And so one opportunity for you is like, oh my gosh, like to, to make sure that you get this vacation time, this time to rejuvenate, to feel 
halt it, be in anticipation of what's coming and really check out. Cause I think you're going to do something that you haven't done before. I mean, Pluto already transformed you. You're just now waiting for the opportunity to open up and be hopeful because I think you can, there's a part, there's something for you. And I'm looking like Saturn is now going to try and your Pluto in the 10th. You are going to get a career opportunity that is going to blow your mind. I, and I think it's going to be permanent and long-term and it's going to give you some of the recognition that you needed because you deserve some recognition for this, but it's going to be a part. Look, Saturn's going to go into an Aquarius and give you a little taste of it. Then it's going to go back. And then in October, it's going to come back again. Career is going to be your focus and being the, the person in charge is going to be it. And it's, it's going to be so fun. I can't wait to, t I hope you'll call us back and let me know what that looks like because it's coming. You already went through, you've already been through the washing machine. You already got all mixed up in the mixer and the blender. And now it's like putting it back together. You get this opportunity to put it back okay. together. And it's really kind of cool. Um, I just Can want you, you to be. Yeah, I see that now in the next, by summer. And then it goes back inside until fall. And we're going to see something emerge that I think you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I think this is it. And it hits three times. So I'm excited for you. I think it is going to change things. Plus Saturn goes on into Aquarius and you're in a Gemini. So it trines all that sun in you. You're going to get a ton of support for this, whatever it is. The support's coming. I just want you to know that it's on its way. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so you can be hopeful. Then, you don't have to know what it is exactly, but you can be hopeful. You're going to like the chance, the, the shifts, just like I would have told you last year, buckle your seatbelt. This year I get to say, be, be in anticipation of what's to come. Okay. And um, just a quick question. In 2012, 13, I got out of a, a long-term relationship. Okay. And I've been kind of just putting my head down and going, you know, through life. Um, yeah. And do you see anything about what that experience was about? Yeah, is it, is it supposed to come back around or is it? No, it'll never hit you again, before? ever. <laughs> it's a Pluto transit. Pluto oh, hit wow. your rising sign in 2012. And it hit your Neptune and it blew open your world. And everything that was a lie yeah. got exposed. You'll never have to go yeah. through that again. You only wow. go through, and not everybody goes through it. it. Takes 280 years for that transit to hit, and yours hit in this lifetime. <clears throat> You're good, girl. That's what I'm saying. Relax. Don't worry about that stuff happening again. It's done. Wow. I know. And right? then, in terms of the family stuff, like what you were saying at the beginning of the show, in terms of like the families we're born into. Yeah. Does that play into anything anymore, or? Is that also part of the Pluto? No, I do think you have a North Node. We have our, we take our time and do our North Node. And that is going to be something that we'll do forever. But there'll be a point where okay. you quit playing that fiddle, where you're like, I am definitely doing my passion and I'm free. And you'll know right when that yeah. is. Okay. You got it? Okay. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for calling. Stay well, girl. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. Hey, Chris, we're going to take D. I know we're running close to the clock, but we're going to do it. Hi, Mark. Hey, D, how you doing? <laughs> well, I'm one of the, I'm one of, I've always been uh, the odd one out. I'm actually doing fairly well and I feel a little guilty but um okay I hear in this phrase a lot uh blessed and highly favored and that's kind of where <laughs> I'm at but I've been through the taka storm already yeah I've fought the battles I've vanquished the enemy and now I feel like I'm on the surfboard waiting for the wave and I don't know push me in a direction what what waves should I be paddling towards? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, everything is sort of covering around your fourth house and your fifth house of creativity. And though there is a lot for you with regards to um, the time period, you're right. You have been through a lot. I think that mostly what we're doing here is settling into what is going to give you joy. Like what is your fun? 
and what defines that. And I don't know what you're doing generally daily, but you're an Aries. You're in, oh, we should tell the people you're an Aries. You're a Virgo rising. And where is that moon of yours? Oh, in Leo. Leo. Leo moon. Yeah. And so basically it is good that you, I always think if you have a Leo moon, spread your joy. Like if you're feeling um, blessed, then the thing to remember Mm -hmm. when you're around people is that it's about them and it's about them having an opportunity to know that you feel blessed and they're a part of that because you're in that moment with them and keep pushing it back out to the world because you have the North Node in Sag. Your gift is going to be like everyone that's called in today, spreading that joy, reminding people that it's like I get like people are feeling miserable. They're feeling scared. They're feeling hopeless. But you you're feeling great. And when you're around somebody and feeling great, that's what you get to remind them that they had something to do with it, even if you don't think they did. And so part of your mission as an Aries, in my opinion, spread your fire. You have Mm -hmm. you have a moon trying the sun. Exactly. You're it's like a. And trying Saturn, you have a grand trine in fire. You are a mistress of of magic and you get to bring that to the world around you. And so that's what I would do if I were you. Keep your keep your optimism high and your and give this out as much as you can, because that fire will transform for you a path and then you'll know. But the minute I tell you what that path is, you'll burn it. You'll say, but if we keep it a a mystery, (laughs) right, and keep you inspired and keep you remembering Uh that you are part of the light here, you're part of the one that spreads that message. Oh my gosh, it's going to come back. And that's all you have to think about. That's your North node and your North node is next to Saturn. And if you do your North node, the, the South node sort of prospers. And that's all about teaching and and giving and spreading information. I mean, I know you have a message for us. It's just staying optimistic and using that optimism to bring it to us. So you're in great shape. You're right. You and I'm so glad that you called. It's nice to hear your voice be being uh, somebody who is experiencing the joy that is possible. And you just keep that up, though. That's what we count on you for. That's what your fire is going to help us with. And we are out of time, and I'm so sorry Thank to spend more with you. Thank you. Thank you. It, it was my pleasure, Dee. Thank, Thank you so you. much Take for calling. Care. I'm going to be the wizard, wizard of joy. Woo-hoo! Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we need it. Thank you, baby. That's so nice. Um, and you have a beautiful time. Stay well. You guys, thank you so much for being a part of my life. Um, Melissa Fry, the amazing Melissa Fry, is up next with messages that just mean something to all of us. Thank you all for being in. I'll come back through and look at your your, uh, posts here in a little bit. I hope you'll come join me next week as well. Remember, ones who listen, loves you. Uh, Come support us if you need it and let us support you back. All right. Um, Thanks to my producer, Christopher, who's amazing and for bringing me in with clarity and ease. And you guys for all the love, really. Back at you. Stay healthy, stay well, and most of all, stay positive. We'll be here. Bye now.